Thanks for listening to this message brought to you by Cornerstone Christian Church. For these and other great resources, please visit us at sparkswillfly.cc. Thank you. You can be seated. Got me a little bit of prop up in here. Now I've been told to watch that clock and it's not even on. I see my uh, family said, watch it. I'm going to walk out on your daddy at 12. You ain't through, she said. Where's where my daughter at? There ought to be a sin. Then I had uh, Marshall told me not chase rabbit trails. I had my daughter say, don't answer myself and say, huh, I love to do that. And I had some guests back there said, are you a long-winded preacher? <laughs> I mean, you know, get the pressure off. I mean, God goodness. You know what I told him? I said, who went to the ball game with bulldogs up there, stayed four hours, took his shirt off and danced backwards. And you still got whooped. Listen, I got eight scriptures I'm going to read. If I can get this thing here to stay flat. Come on. But uh, I'm proud to be here. I'm uh, proud to be in this church. And this thing is, I'm going to fold it like this. Get out of there. Okay, here we go. Uh, I, I really feel in my heart that these people that stayed here core, people when this church began it didn't you know like I said one time before God's gonna bless y'all people first so prophetic if you receive that get you some of that really I mean go ahead uh, and so anyway I, I honor that you know and honor this house and and it's a pleasure and an honor to stand here now I've by five and a half years just to let you know I'm ordained preacher of church of God demon demon killing stomping casting out devil preacher but I'm a marketplace evangelist now, so you're getting ready for the evangelist. I ain't no teacher, and I'm trying not to be Pentecostal. No, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, my, my daughter said, don't do no yelling, Dad. Don't be Pentecostal. But I tell you, they try to tell you how to talk. Yeah. I mean, children try to tell you how to talk, and I raised up one of them. I like this smart, you know. I mean, come on. Get off me. Get off my neck. I'm feeling you. <laughs> but anyway, I am proud to be here. And uh, I love Church of God. It's my heritage. It's, I, I love them. Me and Charles Blair, I tested this on him last night. We tied as a tick, me and Charles Pastor Blair up here. I, I preached in Ray City the other uh, Sunday. We had a good time, and my wife bought him a pair of Mezzan alligators, and I'm talking about he went the next Sunday. I heard he preached them shoes, slam off almost, you know. But I'm going to stick and lodge and lodge and get me some of this old man prophet up there. You hear me? Somebody that's strong like that. But uh, in my closet, I got my exhorter license, and I got my ordained minister license, and I, I, I got it in my head I was going to get a... Uh, Theology degree, got it in my head, and my wife said, you can't take no fool, love. what are you doing? I said, I got this. I should not have said that. Again, my wife had to tell me. I had to drop everything, get one little thing, get out of Cleveland, come home, and clear the books. I said, I can't do that. She said, I tried to tell you, you know, try to tell you. But, but anyway, I do appreciate my heritage. There was, uh, when I was a little boy across the street in Sparks up here, I was raised in these streets. There was a little old lady, some of these people here remember my aunt and them, that little Ruby Little. Man, I'd come home, and she'd be praying for me. I'd be a teenager lost out of, you know, out of wedlock with the Lord. Mm. She put me in the back of her car when I was in the fourth grade, five, fifth grade, I think. And she taught me Samson and all kind of stuff, a little Sunday school. Man, how could I not love that? good friend of mine, Dr. Uh, Fred Garman, came down, Ph.D. guy, and, and uh, he, changed, he changed Cambodia. Let me tell you, you ought to see the before picture and after what he did. You want to see what a church of God man can do to raise under a bridge homeless? I'm telling you, he changed the whole city, and the government took over his blueprint. Amen. And I've seen it for myself, the before and after video, and I'm talking about it, it was strong. You hear me? So I, I honor that heritage, and I'm back here because, God, you're going to go where God calls you, dead or alive. Now, you better go ahead and get there. Amen. So I'm proud to be here. I ain't got but eight scriptures to read, and I'm starting at 1110, and the worship was off the chart. 
Uh, that's my that's my son-in-law and my boss man. Somebody don't don't get me mad now because he is the boss. Don't think he ain't. <laughs> I told him one time. I said, you know when I was proud of you. He said when I said when you told me to zip it. My wife said, well, did you zip it? I said, yeah, I zipped it. And I laughed. She said, why aren't you so proud of that? I said, well, I finally found somebody man enough to tell me to zip it. <laughs> I said, now I can leave. If he tell me to zip, he's going to tell anybody to zip it. <laughs> so I, I, was, I was proud of that. Don't think, it'll try you a little bit. Give somebody true authority. You better learn how to obey and have some submission. Uh-huh. Look here, you know, you got to have a title to tell me. So I tried to do a title. I'm watching that clock. But just remember, y'all went to the ball game, watched it four hours, and took your shirt off. I seen you on TV. No, I'm just kidding. But, but the name of this message that God put on my heart is the cups and the keys. I got me a little prop up here, so if y'all will pray for me, it'll go better for you. Because you got to listen to it, you got to endure it, so you just will pray for me. Is that good enough? Just lay your hand this way. You ain't got to stand up. Just say, Lord, bless him and anoint him and let him do everything that you'd have him to do and die unto himself and let his flesh be in the ground and let's, let's go with, decrease ourselves that God Almighty can increase. How about that? Let's do that. Okay. If we stay on the ground, we'll get camouflage and mix in with the ground. And if we stay humble, God will exalt humility. And I tell you what, that, that building was a challenge. It about broke me about three times. What you talking about, man? I just got back in the boat. I was trying to sell everything, get myself out of town. You know what I mean? I'm trying to get that thing off. But you know, God's got a, a, a cup. We got a drink. If it's God's will. It might not look pretty. You know, there ain't much to this cup. It's kind of, it says Pappy on the other side. They call me Happy Pappy. Man, I got five grand dollars. You talking about happy? Ooh, what you talking about? But anyway, uh, it isn't much to it. But you know what? There's sometimes I've had to drink cup. I didn't much like having to drink it. What about you? The cup sometimes gets bitter. You hear me? It might go down bitter, but when it comes on the other side of it, it'll come out strong. You hear me? It'll be the power of God. You got to be refined like gold. You got to go down before you can get up. Oh, I got to come back. I'll be on a rabbit trail. There's Robert Vance. There's Marshall. He said, there ain't no way you can preach without a rabbit trail. He said, every time you do it, he's someone stand up and say, Bunny. You know what I told him? I said, when you stand up and say, Bunny, they're going to think you say money. <laughs> they're going to get a spirit confused and get ready to be and say, M, money. <laughs> but we ain't going to talk about money. We're going to talk about Jesus. Is that okay? Amen. There ain't nothing no higher, no better than Jesus Christ. Do you hear me? Amen. I'm telling you what, what he done, we ain't got a chance to do. I got to get ahead of myself. But let's go, to Luke, uh, let's go to Luke 22 and 20. I'm going to read eight scriptures, and I hope it goes fast for you. If it don't, I just pray the Lord to slay you in the spirit, and you'll wake up tomorrow. Y'all talking about everybody wanting to get in here on the cornerstone of a bus. You think they're going to get out of 12 bus? And I got news for you. They're going to have 24-hour service up in here. You want to get out of 12, you better learn to take some shifts. <laughs> Ooh, don't let me get on that. <laughs> let me get off that. Okay, Luke twenty-two twenty. 20. It said, after supper, this is talking about Jesus, took the cup, saying the cup, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Jesus, says, Jesus took this cup. It ain't looking like this right here, all pretty with lace with gold, you understand? That's the world's cup. Uh-huh. Come on. I will answer myself. Excuse me, Nikki. <laughs> she said, Dad, don't answer yourself when you preach up there. <laughs> I'm bad about saying, mm-hmm, go ahead. But anyway, but Jesus took this cup here. You remember when he told the disciples, said, take my flesh and do what with it, Steve? Eat it. Take my blood and drink it. They said, man, that's a hard word. Who can do such a thing? Because they was looking in the natural, friend. And God was looking in the spirit. Woo! Nah. 
When I was little, they told me to plead the blood. That blood's worked so many times for me. When I had to plead the blood of Jesus Christ, that the gates of hell can't come against the blood of Jesus. Mm. When he see the blood, brother, he runs from the blood of Jesus. It's bright and red and got power. Oh, goodness. Oh, Lord, let help me, Jesus. I'll be out there. Excuse me. Now, when he drank that cup, earlier he said, this is the last time I'm drinking this cup. Earlier up here when he was leaning back, he said, this cup I'm drinking now, I'm going to drink it again until the kingdom comes. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Uh-huh. Oh, there I go again. Excuse me. <laughs> we got to break that habit. Let bother y'all to say, uh-huh, can I override her? And Audrey, can I override her? Okay, I'm going to say, uh-huh. She's saying I can do it. Now, you down now. Look at oh, I'm going down. I'm just, <laughs> okay. Now, Jesus, after this situation, I'm not getting too long, he's going to the Mount of Olives to process it. You ever had to process what God told you? Man, when God told me to build that building, I've been processed a long time and back. I told my wife, I said, we're going to sell out and get out of here. I sure did. House and all, baby. I said, we can make about, about $47,000, $8,000 a month. They got to do that. The Lord took care of us anyway, but listen, it's just common sense. It's just called good stewardship. And I messed up and asked Donna Harrell right there to bring me John. I didn't mess up, but I asked him to bring me John. I said, bring me a CD of John's preaching. I know she's going to bring me a whole case full, but when you drive three hours one way, three hours back, I got 36 hours minimum of his preaching, and I didn't get but about one hour, and I wanted to eat the steering wheel. I said, what is this? What is this thing got me wanting to eat the steering wheel, Steve? Man, I'm talking about driving down the road. I'm going to tear up the steering wheel and pull it off. And the lion woke up. I felt like this right here. This may sound silly, but I felt like this. That's what I felt like. And so anyway, it's too long to go in that. That's a whole trip right there. So let's go. But right here, Jesus went out to model and I was like he what? Usually did, the Bible says. You got, you got it up there on the screen for me? Some of you, anyway, you can turn 22. I'll give it to y'all for a trip. Now let's go. Come on. There you go. Come on. There we go. All right. But Jesus went out there as he usually did. I got a usual place. I feel better to go pray. How about you? You may not, but I always feel a little place that I feel better at. Now, it says he went to Mount Olives, which at the base of that's Kissimmee, right? And uh, when me and Miss Tom Liz and them went, we, you know, we was fortunate enough to go over a couple years ago. Wasn't it two years ago, Miss Tom? Over to Israel and all that and got to see that. That was, that was a nice trip. And uh, I don't want to get on that because I get lost in that. But, but watch this. He reached a place. When you follow Jesus, you're going to reach your place. It might not go good. You might have to get you a cup of bitterness. You might take you a detour, but it'll be the best detour you ever took. You might be on a dirt road with some rocks on it. Somebody might hit you in the head with them, but there ain't no weapon formed against you can prosper because every weapon formed against you cannot prosper. That's the word of God. It may come one way, but it'll have to flee many ways. You hear me? Uh-huh. There ain't no way in the world it can prosper. You can talk about somebody all you want to. You can put them down all you want to, but when they got the anointing of God on them, that negative word's going to bless their socks off. I said, go ahead and talk negative about me all you want to, because every time you talk negative about me, you're putting blessings on me. 
That's because my cup got full of the love of Jesus and it don't look shiny like brass. It might look like much, but it's full of love of Jesus. And if you love Jesus, you're going to love everybody that don't love you. And if you can't love them that don't love you, and I had to grow on that one a little bit. We all got to go process on some things. Because we ain't nothing but human flesh. But God will let us die to our flesh that our spirit may be exalted. Amen. Crucify my flesh. Let me decrease that God's power can increase. God said, I'm the one to give you the power to gain the wealth. I'm the one to give you the power to have your health. Uh, how would I, God, we ain't got no health, friend. I done bear a lot, had the wealth, didn't do them no good when the health got shot out. Mm. Mm. Y'all bear with me. I've been having a cold. I think there's some colds going around. But we put it on the ground, ain't Uncle Jenny? There we go. So remember this. He went out. And he went to a usual place and his disciples followed him. So who's following you? Somebody's always following you. They're looking at you. You might not think they're looking at you and listening to you, but they're looking at everything you do. I have sized people up all my life. I looked uphill, and when I needed some help, I didn't go downhill to get it. I went uphill to get it. I looked back there at my uncle, Dick, Jim Dixon, 78 years old, I think. This, this, am I right? Yeah, okay. You look how healthy he is. He wears a bandana sometimes like I do on the weekend. Got something in him. I know he got some in him or something. But that's 78-year-old in number, but ain't 78-year-old in body, friend. Because that is a righteous inheritance, right, Chandra? That's the kind of uphill thing I've been looking at. Money can't buy that health. It takes the blood of Jesus to buy that health and the power of God to get that health. I'm sorry, I don't mean to yell. I'm, I, gotta, I gotta calm down. My wife, give me that look. Pentecost is coming out. Calm down, calm down. I feel in the spirit. What's he doing? Calm down. Okay, here we go. Down, down, boy. <laughs> oh, Lord. And so, anyway, when he got through over there, watch this. When Jesus went over and they followed him like this, he comes to him and he says this to him. Bible says he went a throne, a stone throw away. He didn't go like in the trees away from him. Why did he go just a little bit away? Why do you think? Think with me. I mean, you can't talk. Come on, got a preacher on the front. He ain't saying nothing. Got two preachers. That one and that one. About to preach the message before he got there. He wanted the disciples to hear him pray to Father. I want my grandkids to hear me pray to Father. I want my family to hear me call out to Father. I want them to get a godly heritage. If that's all right, they can have the money too, but if you ain't got no godly heritage, the money will run them in a crazy place. It'll run them into the defects and all kinds of stuff. We don't have a godly heritage. The most thing we can do is pass on Jesus to our generation and let them hear what we think about Jesus. I want them to hear me pray. I want them to hear say, Father, thank you for the power of what you put in this family. Thank you, God. But when he left over there, he looked at the disciples and said, I'm going to give you some instruction. He gave them some counseling. You ever get try to give anybody counseling? I don't give counselors they ask for it. Most times somebody wants counseling, they want to get it with their agenda for their counsel. They just want you to check off on what they already decided to do. That's all they want to do. I've canceled that right there under his umbrella, Tom Senior, too much. I'm going to be like tattooed counsel on my forehead under that right there. And most time it was nothing I wanted to hear. It went against the grain, but it saved my life. 
It saved my tangible life. It did my family. It made me stay put with an anchor, and I could get Steve Meadows right there to say, sing a song if we had. Anchor holds. It'd be good, too. Because the anchor will hold, friend. And there's my friend sitting on the front row that got healed of cancer, and he's another one that the blood of Jesus took care of. And if he had time, he'd preach his, preach his pulpit to death on that right there and sing to you at the same time. I heard him do both, and he's he great at it. When you get healed of cancer, I ain't never been healed of cancer, but I was diagnosed it with pancreatic cancer, and I didn't tell anybody. But we won't go there. But it was gone time when I got to Mayo Clinic. It wasn't there when they run the test. They wasn't there no more. Mm, time is slipping. So watch this. He, told, he gave them counsel. He said, look here. Let me give you all some instructions. Jesus did. He said, I'll tell you what you do. You kneel down right there, and y'all pray that you don't fall into temptation. Anytime you go where Jesus is, you're going to be tempted to get off the boat, friend. Anytime you go where God's called you, you're going to be tempted to say God ain't called you there. Because it ain't going to go smooth. I heard people say, God's not an author of confusion. Are you kidding? You better read the book. What do you think of all these languages come from? What book they reading? Somebody, he ain't no author of confusion. I've been so confused sometimes, I had to fast to get unconfused. Oh, you mean Fast. No, I mean get away from Mickey D's and fast. That's the only way sometimes you get it. You can't get nobody to pray it off of you, talk it off, or cancel it out. That's, right. uh, that's a whole nother subject, fast. I better get off it. Uh-huh. I got, I got to pause on that, and I got to make sure I don't hit that. He, he's sitting there in the same bunny right now. I, I see him right in the same bunny like that. <laughs> Y'all better get off the man of God. You hear me? But he told him, sit here and pray, don't fall in temptation. I was set him confessed. I was tempted, and I gave up. If I hadn't gave the vision up, I wouldn't have put everything for sale. Let's just be real. But I thought that I was doing what was considered good stewardship. I thought what I was doing was really God be okay with because it made sense. Anytime you can do away with a building payment, taxes and insurance, save yourself over $23,000 a month, I call that pretty frugal to get rid of it wouldn't you and then I'd say things well I don't want to get on that let me get off of that feeling sorry for yourself and all that but at some point there's some other things come up and I went on me a little journey I'm going to fast up in there and when I fasted God took care of the man in the mirror and all my problem wasn't outside the mirror my problem was at the mirror my problem was nobody else ever done anything to Danny. It was all in the mirror, 240 pounds at that time. I got on the scales there, I weighed 218. Come on. My wife said, you sure are skinny now. You're skinny. Don't lose no more. Don't mess with me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but when Jesus come in there, look, I'm gonna, I got to hurry up and get through. Come on. But here's what he said. After he sat down, he said this, what? He knelt down. Most time they stand up praying, didn't they? Yes, he did. He knelt down. Here's what Jesus said. He, he come in there and he said this, not my will, but your will be done. You ever had to do that? You had to just had to submit because you didn't know. Say, look, I don't like this. It don't feel good. It don't look right. I don't understand it. I, how many times we all said, I, wonder, I don't understand. I don't understand why the prophecy ain't there, sir. I don't understand that. Join the I don't understand club. I've said that so many times, I do not understand. But that's why the word said, do not lean to what? To your understanding. Lean upon my understanding. Because the Bible says, my way is not your way. 
My way is a narrow what? Highway. And broad is the way to what? Destruction. So let's just get on the narrow way. And it ain't how we dress and all that. It's how we live. And it's a heart issue. Our heart's got to get circumcised. There's things in my heart that God moved out of my heart. There's things that was a void in my heart that God moved back in my heart. My heart was all jiggity-jaggity. But when God got through with the man in the mirror, my heart was full and complete. And there wasn't no voids in there. And then when I looked at my cup that God had me to drink that I didn't really want to drink that was bitter and didn't look right, I'm telling you that, that cup, was the best cup I'd ever drunk from because when I look back on the backside of it, God's perfect divine will had been accomplished, not Danny's will, because Danny's will, I'd have been gone. But Jesus said, Father, if there's any way, let this cup pass from me. Did he not pray it? Was he playing? No, he wasn't playing. Got to be an easier way because God showed him the pain and suffering. He's fitting to take on the whole sins of the world. He's fitting to have his father to turn his back on him at a certain point and deny him because he's had to punish him. And it was his great honor to punish his own son for our iniquity and our sin and our transgression and our power to do the things in the earth that says thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. It's because of the cup and the blood of Christ that he shed on the cross for our transgression and sin. And now our hearts can be complete. My heart don't have no void in it. It's full of Jesus' love. And when somebody tries to hurt me, they can't hurt me no more because there ain't no room in the cup, friend. It's all full of Jesus' love. There ain't no gap in there. There ain't no two inches left on top of the cup. There ain't no half an inch left in the cup. Jesus showed up with an encounter from heaven like an angel, face to face and stretched out on me. And he filled that heartbreak up. Like that. Filled that cup up. When you got the love of God filled up, you can't get no gap. There ain't nothing can be added to it. If it add to it, it just goes off like a duck back. Quack, quack. <laughs> but right after he said, let that go from me, Lord, he, let, he knew the Lord said to him, because he didn't have to say it, he knew. No, ain't no other way. Go ahead and drink the cup. Mm-hmm. And then what happened? An angel appeared to him. To do what? Why the angel appeared to him, preacher? Come on. Say it again. Strengthen him. Say it again. Strengthen him. He strengthened him. Thanks for some help up in here. He strengthened him. When you get an encounter, excuse me, encounter with an angel, you're going to get some strength up in there. You can go to Daniel, read it for yourself. Chapter 10, he fell like a dead man. He couldn't even look right there. He said, how am I going to talk to you? I don't have the power to breathe. Trying to talk to you, I don't got no power to breathe. And the angel touched him a second time. And Daniel, he gave Daniel strength. Guess who touched me? Oh, you mean you had an encounter? I'm going to watch this. No comment. <laughs> yeah, you have, you, have you ever had one? You can have one. But when you have one, I guarantee you one thing, with, a, with the power of God, when an angel encounter you, you'll get full up. You'll get full. And then you better go into the protection mode then, and you better protect the anointing. So the angel strengthened him, and he knelt down, and then all of a sudden, what did he do? What did he do? He rose up. And when he rises up, he didn't rise, hey, he didn't rise up the same way he got down. 
And when I got down here a while back, and you, when you got down and God come to you in an encounter, when you got back up from going down, you didn't come back like going the way you was when you was down in the valley of the shadow of death. When you come up, you didn't fear no evil because you know who was with you in the shadow of the death of evil. When you come up, you was on God's mountaintop. I'm talking about the mountain of Zion, baby, where nothing can touch you. Am I screaming too much, baby? I'm sorry. I get excited. I get the Pentecostal going in. I got that. I got a little. I got some Cherokee in me. You know that. Uh huh. Oh yeah. A little bit of my middle name, Jerome, for Geronimo Apache. Fire! <laughs> Always wondering why I wanted to fight something. You know. <laughs> I want to go and read this right real quick. First Corinthians ten twenty one. You cannot drink the cup and the Lord of demons too. You cannot be part of the Lord's table and the table of demons. Steve, come in. Come here, Steve. Stand right here and face the audience. These cups ain't full. We're going to pretend like they are. Take one each hand. Now, go and drink from both of them at the same time. Can you do it? It's going to be tough, ain't it? How are you going to drink from both? Go ahead. Drink both of them. I don't know if I can do all that. No, you can't. <laughs> I started putting some water in it. <laughs> you've been in trouble. I know it. Yeah, you've been in trouble. But look here, we, look, we, got, we got a thing going on that they think a homosexual can be ordained as a preacher. And we got parishioners standing up and giving them standing ovation in priesthood in the Catholic churches. What Bible are they reading, man? I want to debate Oprah Winfrey and the rest of them that can't stand a backbone. And I can say, look here, in the last days, a man will leave unnatural perfection and be burned with his own lust like a, like a man to a man. And then a woman, I take unnatural perfection and go for a woman to a woman. And God is a... Instead of messing around with it on TV or Oprah trying to be a love seeker, we need to be a demon killer. Uh, is that too hard? It's time to stand up for righteousness. Got people in the church and all over the place. I was talking, getting myself worked on another day and, and, and the 57 years old and still shacking. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. And then didn't say, oh, she's all right, she's Methodist. Don't, don't put the Methodists on there. They're godly people. That's who I was with over yonder in Israel. Don't, don't call Bishop that. Bishop will tear your head off. You told him that was Methodist. That's demonic. That's right. That's good. One foot on the tree of evil and one tree, a foot over here on the tree of life trying to do the Holy Ghost split. We ain't to build a church. We to build a kingdom inside of ourselves. The power of God is right here. I've enjoyed eating me some food in the marketplace, ministering and prophesying to people a lot more than I have holding this mic, I can tell you that. I can do the mic thing, but I'd rather do the marketplace thing. I'd rather go up to the man with direct TV and just hit him. Oh, I got to go. 1 Corinthians 10, 6 through 10, let's read that. And we're talking about the cup. Here's a warning right here. For in the New Testament, for all the Old Testament thumpers. You know, some people say, oh, you in the Old Testament, that don't count. Okay, let me, for all the Old Testament thumpers, let's get into the New Testament cutting. The double-edged sword will set us free. Oh, that, okay. Here's a warning from Israel's history. Now, these, these things occur examples to keep us, keep who? Us, from setting our hearts on evil things as they did. Do not be idolaters as some of them were. They sat down and eat and they drank. Man, the World Cup look good, don't it? Come on, Hugh Hefner, where yet? 
Where's all your jet with the Playboy bunny at? Where you at? Where half in there with a silk robe? Where you at, June? We all going to the ground sooner or later. But that cup don't look so good to him now, I guarantee you that. He would say, well, you don't know where he's at. I don't, but if I had to bet, and I ain't no bet, man, I'd, I'd lay all I got on where he's at. We'll, we'll read about that in a minute. But anyway, let's, let's move on. But look, he said, eat and drink, eat and drink. You say that all day. People sit down and eat and drink, eat and drink, eat and drink, eat and drink, 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 eat, eat, eat. Oh, the Lord's all right with you drinking liquor. You can just get drunk all the time. Lord, all right with it. So it's a merciful message. Hello, the one that gets so quiet, y'all ain't no looking drinking people, are you? Are you? Oh, I'm going to pray somebody, Steve. Somebody get to the sermon now. Where the prophet is? There he is. Which one is it? No, I'm just messing with <laughs> But it's time our young people don't get tired up thinking homosexuals can be ordained in pulpits. And it's time for we get our young people to know that look here, fasting ain't fasting Facebook or some other internet or a diet coat. Fasting's doing without food, friend. And you ain't gonna get no power with a Daniel fast. You're just gonna get a better complexion and a better diet. But when you fast like Jesus said, he's gonna say throw the food out, get you some juice and suck it and get the demon off your porch. Because that kind, what kind? That kind goes only through the ground with fasting and prayer. So we better go ahead and get the ugly cup ready. And it's a bitter thing. We can't drink it. We can't eat it. But we gonna have, at least we get to drink something while we're fasting. But I'm going to tell you what the greatest thing about fasting is. The old devil that was on your porch, he goes for a run off of your porch. Then I told my wife, I said, now I'm tracking him. She said, what are you talking about? You've lost your mind. I said, no, I got the mind of Christ. And I'm tracking him like a deer. And I got him cornered now. There he is. But you can't do it except what fathers say do. And I said, do I have to have mercy on him and cast him in there? Or can I go ahead and take care of him? <laughs> I got to get off that. <laughs> but the cup of Christ's blood was poured out for our power and our iniquity and our family and the drug addiction and all the things that's trying to hinder us. And the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy our families and our lives and our business. But God said, I'll raise up a standard against him that against the hell can't go against Mm. And in one day they rose up from this, committed sexual immorality. The Bible says that 23,000 of them died. And we shouldn't test Christ. Test him shacking. Test him drinking. Oh, am I against drinking? No, I ain't against drinking. Just don't let it get you. Don't, don't go out there like a crazy man. I didn't say I was against it. I just say I ain't for drinking it. Because I can tell you to make a fool out of it if you drink too much of it. And you'll get caught DUI. And you go to jail. And you'll be embarrassed. <laughs> and I would too. I, I, I got I to save that one. I, I feel something pulling me out way out, John. But I keep hearing Marshall say bunny. So I'm going to stay off the bunny trail. Help me come back. Here we go. But we shouldn't test Christ. And you know the only place we're allowed to test Christ is where? Come on, preacher. Where can we test him at? And finances, tithing, giving. New Testament, it all belongs to God, more than the ten. Oh, yeah, all of it belongs to him, 100%. If you cut me, I'm going to bleed tithing. I don't have to get that down, man. I mean, let's get down to elementary things and be buried with it and done with that little elementary milk. 
I mean, I mean, I ain't beating you up. You ain't done it. Just ask God to forgive you and show a proven record. And when you persevere, God said, if you persevere and you diligent and you, and you stand the course of time, you won't never stand before obscure men. You will stand against the kings of the earth and the kings of the earth can open the door for you that the devil can't open. And he'll shut, the Lord will shut doors for you that shouldn't be open to start with. Huh? I'm saying this right here because God is the one who gives the power. When he said, the prophet said, get your, gear, uh, get your equipment ready to go. You can't go nowhere let the power of God ain't on you to go do that. You got a ministering angel preparing the way for you before you get there. Everywhere you step your foot, God's already given it to you. And every person in here, we got a destiny that the devil can't stop. You got a father that loves you more than anything in the world ever thought about loving your own. We got identity crisis. We got to know, man, who our daddy is. Man, our daddy is our father, our provider, Jehovah Jireh. All we got to do is line up and get out of rebellion and obey him. And I've been in the rebellion before and disobedience myself. Join the club. But I tell you what, it ain't one you do. It's when you get repented and get from it and start a new course and turn away and go that way. Just like that. I've had to turn away. I've had to get on the ground. If we stay on the ground, we'll be good. Okay. Whew. But look here. Here's where I'm guilty. Right here in verse 10. Uh-huh. It said, we do and do not grumble as they did, and they were killed by the storing angels. Anybody here ever grumble? I've grumbled. I said, oh, Miss Tom, I'm so, I'm so tired. I'm about to go under, and I don't want to do this no more, and I'm just going to file bankrupt, Miss Tom. Miss Tom remembers that, don't you, Miss Tom? I'm sitting there weeping. I got all my uh, godly men that's done done it, you know, ahead of me. Got my essay ready because, you know, I'm, plan- I'm a planner. So I had all my powerful men of God that had filed me right. Yeah, I had my case ready. Right. And I cried to Mr. Tom. Oh, oh, you see my tears, pain and suffering. Oh, I messed up. Borrowed too much money. Steve, you want to get us this big old project? Everybody left me by myself. <laughs> by myself, they hurt nobody left. Being far sorry for myself. Even though the Lord was providing for me, I still tell my wife, you know, I'm sorry for myself. My wife's going, would you shut that up? My wife did say that. Would you shut that up? Why don't you ask God to help you with your grumbling, she said. Why don't you start thanking God for the provision he's gave you? Don't look like to me. We broke a bill. You're living pretty good, Danny. I said, yeah, but it ain't what I want. I want to have some pressure off. I want to get some of this off of him because it ain't right. I mean, it ain't going good. But back down that council, the man said, God don't file bankrupt on nothing. He'd be able to get back around and hush your mouth. And that's a whole other subject. Man, if you can't get humble, <laughs> get to say the word, with the hell we've been through. If you can't get humble with the hell you've been through, because you've been through it too. Well, you've been through hell yourself. You don't get promoted unless you go descended. You got to descend before you can ascend. And we're going to get to that in just a minute. But you got to descend before you can ascend. You ain't no better than Jesus. You ain't no better than him. But because they grumbled, the destroyer, they was killed by the destroying angel. You mean to tell me that your grumbling can destroy your vision? It did mine. It can yours. You mean grumbling can cause you a divorce? Sure it can. God forgives divorce. If he didn't, we'd have been in trouble with the church. Because half all marriage go divorce. Better, we better learn to sell that and get, get people, I mean, give them some grace on that. We better not say they can't preach or something like that. 
We better watch that. I'm telling you, that's like taking a, 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 a millstone, casting around your neck, and throwing yourself in the ocean that'll tell. Let me get off of that. My goodness. I don't know what Bible they preaching on that right there now. Hmm. Let's go to Ephesians 4, 7, 16. But to each one of us, grace was given by Christ, a portion. And why is it said? Now, here's what I'm going to talk to you about. It said he ascended high and gave gifts to the people. Jesus ascended high and gave gifts. Now, in verse 9, it says, what does he ascended mean except that he descended to the lower earthly powers? So what does it mean? It means when Jesus come off that cross from getting beat bloody for us and drinking that cup of wrath, cup of what? Wrath. When he come off that cross, he descended before he ascended. He descended to do what? What did he descend to do? Where are my preachers at? Say it loud, Junior, screaming out. He descended to get this right here. And if the devil would have known what he done, he wouldn't have touched him. Because he wouldn't have took his keys of the kingdom the devil had and had to give it up. He was done bragging about that key. Look at the key I got. Look at my key. I've outfoxed Jesus. I've emptied heaven for a third. Are you joking me? Jesus turned right around and replaced that third because he created the devil to start with. He ain't got the power to create. Don't you know Jesus done went down and he done got that heaven gap filled by that third and by 10,000 more? You know, you think he left that gap in his armor? All he did is go over and say, let there be two-thirds more angels than there was to start with. Start to get in your lap right there. <laughs> That's, that's pride between me and Junior. <laughs> it does mean something between me and him. We leave that there on the ground now. We leave it on the ground. But look here. You're going to have the finest car in the earth, but you ain't got the keys to it. You ain't finna crank nothing. You're going to have the finest house in the world, but you ain't got the keys. You ain't finna get nothing. You're going to have gold, gold in Fort Knox. That's $5 billion, but if you ain't got the keys of the kingdom, you ain't finna unlock it. And if we ain't tithing, just save the trip because you ain't going to have the key to start with. Oh, I just thought I'd throw that in at the hippie. I'm making good time. Thank you, Lord. But look here. When he come off that cross, he sure come off that cross different. I mean, when he got through with that the descent. But let me tell you something about ascending. Can I talk about ascending? Can we talk just a minute about ascending? Because look, you know, it's, it's, it's a terrible thing to have to descend to the lower parts of the earth. You hear me? That's death. That's trials. That's tribulations. It don't go like we think. You get diagnosed cancer like this man here, and you're thinking, why, why, why? And then you get healed, and he's on a circuit out there testifying and, and healing other people and making those captives free. You know what I'm saying? There's a purpose. There's a higher call. And some things we just don't understand at all. I'm out there weeping because my bulldog died. And we got people in here lost children like Don and stuff. I don't understand stuff. But I'm a tender-hearted person. You have a little dog 14 years that, you know, greets your bulldog every time you come to the house and whines and you pet them and love on them. And then you have to bury them. I told my wife, I said, that, that broke me up out of crying. She said, let, let the other guy. I said, oh, I'm burying my own dog down. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to go out there and put a blanket on it. 
I'm going to cover my dog up. And I'm going to tuck her in. And I'm going to dig it. I'm going to dig it for myself in the rain. And I went and changed my suit. When I walked out, she was gone. But I had prayed the night before. My wife said, she's on the last leg. I said, Lord, I got about quarter 12. I said, Lord, let her go out to die. I don't want to get her to put her down. I don't want to shock her and take her out of her familiarity. Because she's old, Lord. She's 14, 15 years old. We done lost count. And, and she's been eating and drinking. She's quit eating and drinking. We know it's over with, but don't make me out. I don't want to take her that way. And you know what? I walked out in my suit. Forgot I prayed the Lord. Walked out there. She laid out there. They said, just on her big old bed out there. I said, thank you. She, I touched it. She was still warm. So I can't imagine a child ain't going to try it. But we can't lean to our own understanding. We've got to lean whatever cup God has us drink out of. Because God's got a higher purpose and we don't understand everything. But God's perfect will shall be done on earth as it is in heaven in our lives. Now I want to finish this up. Matt, come on if you will. Where you at? Where's Matt? See already? Where'd he go? Is he gone? Oh, there he is. <laughs> they threatened to leave me. That's why I'm asking where'd he go. <laughs> oh, Lord. But here's the thing. When we got these keys, when Jesus come, and I want to go to Matthew 16, 13 through 19. I want to read two more scriptures, and we're, going, we're closing right now. In Matthew 16, 13 through 19, this is when Peter declares that Jesus is the Messiah. Because the Spirit of God revealed it to Peter who Jesus is. We need some revelation in the earth. Who is Jesus? He's not just a normal prophet. He wasn't just a good man. He was the Messiah. Uh, yeah. And when he come off that cross, well, let's, let me go. Let me, let me get back. Here we go. So let's go to Peter when he talked about him being Jesus said the Messiah. I'm going to skip on down in 13. It says, who do the people say the Son of Man is? And he, and he says, some of them say, well, you're John the Baptist. Some say you're Elijah. Some say you're Jeremiah. And somebody say you're a prophet. They say you're a prophet. He said, but, that's, but who do you say I am? What about you? Who do you say he is? And he says, you're the Messiah, the Son of the living God. He says, I will build my church, don't skip on down, and the gates of hell will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth with this key shall be loosed in heaven. I wouldn't have the key unless Jesus went to the lower parts, and you wouldn't either. But now Jesus gave us the power to the keys of the kingdom. And now, because he did it, in our stead, we have the keys and the power if we understand our identity. Amen. And when we see a mountain in our life, we can say, be cast to the sea, and it shall be removed. Right. If we see a valley, we can say, valley be raised up, because I've already walked that valley of shadow of death, where I've had to fear the evil. I don't have to walk that way no more. I don't have to talk about it no more, because I am free, 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 free at last. Thank God Almighty. And when he took the keys of the kingdom, he says, I'll bind it on earth. What are you binding? 
You bind it whatever comes to your house. Whatever you let in your house, you let it in, friend. But you can bind it at the door. I don't let anybody come in with my grandkids as a pedophile. I don't let them come in my front door. I bind that out the side. And used to, I used to like a military movie, like something that was, you know what I'm saying? I'm just telling you transparent me. If it was a military movie, I like to watch a true story, whether it be American Sniper or whatever, because I'm a military killing something. I like to see something, you know, took down on the evil side and something, something on the godly side and tanks. And let's, let's, let's put this Adolf Hitler in the ground. Let's don't let him burn babies. Let's go get him. Best I can tell, we got him. But it's got where? I'm having to bind that at the door because I can't process 14, you know what, GDs and MLs trying to wade through a, 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 a true movie. Right. It's sapping my energy. It's sapping my power. Right. It's sapping the anointing. Yeah. So what I'm going to do about it? I've already done it. I bind it at the door. Thou shalt not enter. It don't have a place up in here no more. Did it used to? Yes. Did I stop it? Yes. What did I do? I turned from it. Let's go to Revelation 1, the last scripture. Revelation 1, 12 through 18. Before I get there, I'm going to just say this real quick. Because I ain't got time to go there. I was going to talk about hell because, you know, hell, people don't even believe in it no more. Do you know that? They say ain't no hell. Hell don't even exist. It's called hyper grace message on steroids. Hyper grace message on steroids. It's full of nerve too, by the way. And we ain't gonna go there. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say it and move on where we at because time. But there's a rich man, the Bible said, his name was Lazarus. And the rich man died and Lazarus died. Now while that rich man was living, guess what? Let's party. It's the New Year's in. Come here, girls. Come on, dance for me. Oh, yeah. Party time. And the poor man, all he want to do is catch a crumb. I don't care how rich we are, we're going to the ground. And the Bible says right there, that rich man went to the grave and died. But the poor man, all his life, he had it pretty rough. He drunk out of something not so pretty. Then you know, just just give me just give me a crumb from your table, man. Get out of my house, you dog. Oh, you don't think he's had an attitude? Sure he did. Why you think when he died, the angel come got Lazarus? The angel of God come got him and escorted him right beside Abraham. So it ain't no parable, friend. If he did, he'd call him something else. He called Lazarus by name. And he said he opened his eyes and the rich man went and opened his eyes and he was in hell. And said, let, let Lazarus come take one little old finger and dip it in the water and touch my tongue because I'm tormented in these flames. I got five brothers on the way to hell. Somebody go back and warn them. But Abraham told him, he said, look here. There's a big old chasm between us. You can't come here and we can't go there. That's a pretty clear picture of what it looked like. 
for all the non-hell believers. Read the book. Read the book, man. Come on. Why they say there ain't no hell? You burn up his old way. Somebody need to tell the rich man. How's he talking? He's, if he's dead and burn up. Okay, though. So let's go to closing. When Jesus got through, let's go to Revelation 1, 12, and 18 and close the airport. What do you think? 1154. Let's close the airport. You ready to land the plane? You can go eat. Or if you got food with Father that you don't know about, so you want to go to two? <laughs> you want to play like you had a football game? Take a shirt. <laughs> talk, about, talk about somebody dancing. They get up there dancing with a shirt off when it's 10 degrees. I think, why do you do that? Anyway. Revelation 1, it says, I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me. That's in Revelation 1, 12. I did what? I turned. I turned around because there was a voice over here behind me. Come here, Steve. You know I like to use you. Watch this. Steve's out of way. Just walk that way. Steve, you know you're going the wrong way. You know you ain't got no faith now. You know God ain't got you going there. Now, Steve's going to turn around and tell me, look, I'm tired. Say it. I'm tired. I'm tired. He's tired. He give out. I ain't, seeing, I ain't seeing no change. See, walk on. Go in. And the Holy Spirit right behind him said, look here, you know you ain't supposed to go that way. Where you going? It's back this way. And all of a sudden, the angel does this. Watch it. Pakataita. Uh-huh. Yeah. He gets in front of him. And he has an encounter. Like on the road to... God, come on. He has that encounter. Then he drops on his knees like a dead man. Because God's will shall be done if it's got to get in front of us. That's what happened to me. I was going this way. I ain't going to do that right there. That won't make no sense. I'm going to go this way. I'm going to lighten the load this way. I'm going to take care of myself. My four no more. I'm going to go like this. And when I get free, I'm going to dance more. I'm going to have more money. I'm going to have less pressure. All of a sudden, it's all about me, ain't it? It's all about me. My four and no more. But when Jesus come off this cross right here, and he went down here, I'm going to skip on four, but when he was dressed, watch this. He had a gold sash on his chest. His hair was white as wool. His eyes were flaming fire and his feet were shining brass and his face shined like the sun. And, and really, it's kind of like this here. How you like me now? It's like that song when old Toby Keith in the country song said, told his girlfriend, all that money he done made, how you like this now? And what, what Jesus was saying to the devil, how you like it now? You thought I was weak? You thought I'd lost? I got your keys from you? You didn't see me coming. You laughed, you mocked at me. But now, you don't even have the keys to the kingdom no more. And now the devil went to quoting a new thing. My time is short. The devil started quoting, I got to do something because my time's short. 
I done lost the keys. I've only got a certain time to do this. Why do you think when Jesus showed up on the mountain, the man striking himself, said, you come to torment us for our time? Because there's a time he's going to be put in a box. And we're going to look at him and say, that's it? That's him? That little thing right there? No, you got to be joking me. He's so little. The Bible says we're going to do that. You mean to tell me that's Lucifer right there? My right leg's bigger than him. And the Lord said, well, I try to tell you to put him under your foot. I told you the whole time he's under your feet. Well, I'd really, if I'd known he's that little, I'd have just danced on top of his head. <laughs> Look at that, a plane's landed. Here we go. I want to finish just by two little personal stories. It won't take me just, I mean, quick. Jesus is displaying his splendor. Jesus is displaying his power right up in here. Jesus is breaking the bonds off of you. Jesus has given you the desires of your heart that your hope's been deferred so long that you give up hope it will change. I'm prophetically telling you that that deferred hope is now done away with. And you are standing in the other side of the Jordan on the promised land of what God has promised in this house. It has been decreed, it has been declared, it's been a prophesied, and we are here. And we are standing on what's called holy ground. And there ain't no devil, no demon, and no power can come against what God has set in place. And once the Lord sets it, who's big enough to remove it? Where's he at? And who is he? Oh, who is he? Because God himself has set us in place like a precious cornerstone that shall not be removed. And the storm may hit and the waves may hit, but this time, it'll stand the test of time because God's power shall not go out void. It is accomplishing it if you can receive it as we speak. You've got to believe it because without faith, it's impossible to please the Lord. We got to call things in in your life as if they are even though they're not because God has decreed it to be so. So get to asking God for your desires of your heart. Whatever your desires of your heart is, I'm prophesying to you. God said it shall be yours. We have got to declare it. This ain't the year of Jubilee come and gone 10 times. This is the power. We're in the spot and it is on more than you even... And God has gave us the power and the gifts to operate, to show the world this ain't no sissy thing. This is the true deal, 100% beef, all beer back patty. This ain't no fake nothing. This is the real 100% money back guarantee. This is God's power and his anointing and his river. And we're gonna drink the river of life and we're gonna put the devil in his ground.
Man, I love the gifts. I'm going to give you just two quick examples. I know it's 1202. I'm tracking good now because, I mean, I'm, I'm landing the plane. So just don't. You're going to have time to get your ticket. Even though you sit there and watch four hours and watch that, going with the wind. <laughs> no, this best week. But watch this. God is displaying his power to bring the lost sheep. You know where the power's going on at? In the marketplace. I don't mind the mic. You understand? I enjoy it. Cheers to you. But where the real powers is in the marketplace. There was a, I got to tell us real fast. Two, I'm going to tell you two little stories. Direct TV man come to my house. I use Junior D's right here as an example. I said, I'm going to go out there and just, you know, get upside him because God's got this, prof, you know, got the, got the gift on. I'm going to go out there and see it. I said, Lord, if you want me to say something to this man, fix my TV up right back, my poo, I'll go out and give him a word from you, God, because it's a marketplace. He by himself. All this is the one. Jesus always leaving 99 and get that one. I'm after that one. I get that one, he'll get the 99. Jesus didn't have no big church. He had 12 and took over the whole country. He's been doing it ever since. You get that once, all we need, then we get the rest of them on the way. So I stood upside him. He's out there fixing it. I said, well, I didn't catch nothing. I done been in and got in trouble with my wife, Atlanta, because I done went up down the mall, got drunk, by, you know, knocked down about six, seven people. All them security guards and people from Africa and all kind of stuff. And the man said, I don't know who you are, man, but you don't know if you're playing or what. I said, where are you from? He said, Africa. That's the same thing the prophet told me last week. He guarded Gucci. 28 looked like a model, like a, I mean, he looked like he killed something. He said, man, same thing the prophet told me last week. He said, I don't know who you are. I don't know if you're playing or what. I said, man, do I look like a man of play? Got in his face with a little stern look like he did. I look like I play. <laughs> he said, no, you don't. So I would practice to give because I was in safe dirt in Atlanta. And my wife said, do that some more, McKee, because you better get with his family. I know you're out there drunk on the wine. Get over here. Because she knows that, that's gifts there. But now it's up to, I'm trying to work it out, make sure the bullet's working good. Another level, killing other devils. Another level, killing different devils. Devil killer, devil stomper. Devil know your name then, run from me. I got I to gotta get up. Oh, 12.04, I'm doing good. Okay, here we go. So I, I, I didn't get nothing. I ain't going to fake it. So I just said, well, okay. No, nothing there. Must be something wrong with him. No, I'm just kidding. I said, I'm going to go over here and blow this off. My pool deck, all the leaves. And if you need me, I'm over there. I'm blowing off because I like to blow stuff off like that and, you know, chop wood and stuff. So I'm over there doing that little stuff outside. And, and, and all of a sudden, he come over like this. Want me to sign something. A little electronic signature, you know what I'm talking about? And there it was. Ooh, ooh, there it is. Kind of like when Jesus and they come and said, when they come give him that kiss to get him, he said, he, he said who, who, who you want? He said, we're looking for Jesus now. He said, I, I am him. I'm he. And they fail. When the power of God hits, they'll always do this. You, you, you watch this, you God use, you go like this. They'll go, ooh, like that. So, so real quick, I'm doing good. I'm doing great, matter of fact. On time. So this, my family, leave me alone. Right here, I got to feel you. <laughs> so the direct TV guy come over there. And uh, I said, I seen on his ring. I said, you married? And he said, well, I, you know, he had a ring. I said, I said, you married? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm married. Lucky about 28, 5 foot 11, good looking, dark, you know, kind of dark hair, beard, real neat. Beard neat, everything neat, iron clothes. I'm very attentive. Even though he's working, he's 
taking care of itself. And he said, uh, yes, sir, I'm married. I said, how long you been married? He said, three years. And I said, you got any children? That's how Jesus do. He talked to the woman at the well of Samaritan, kind of warm her up a little bit. He didn't just jump on her. He warmed her up a little bit because he'll come to power. He'll come to give because he ascended. You with me? Uh-huh, here it comes. And he said, I said, you got children? I said, what's your wife's name? He said, Blair. I said, that's pretty nice. Okay. I said, let me tell you, you don't have no children. Because your wife can't have no children on her side because of her medical condition. And I said, you can quit and scrap them adoption plans you got. Because your baby's sperm is in heaven right now, going to be deposited in your wife's womb, friend. And that fertilization mountain you're trying to look at and climb, it's too high for you. He did like this. Man, that's weird. That's weird. I said, man, I ain't no warlock. That's God. Brought him in the house to my wife right yonder. Called her in back. I said, we'll go in the house and put it on the ground. Put what on the ground? The baby. He said, man, this is, kept saying, this is weird. I said, well, ain't you godly? Well, yeah, but my wife's really godly. I said, well, good then. Go in the house. He said, Mr. Danny, wait a minute. He said, you sure your wife's all right with this? I said, what do you mean, man? I've been married 36 years. She's been around with this. She'd be sure all right with that little bit. <laughs> Come on. Bless her. Bless her. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. <laughs> Steve up here saying, I agree with that. <laughs> okay, but watch this. Took him, in, took him in the house, stood him up. My wife come out of the back. I said, son. And then my brother-in-law's down at the table. I said, tell my wife what just happened to you. And he told her through tears, you know, he fighting back them tears. He's telling her. And then she got annoying. She called out Junior right there. Told her about Junior having a baby. And Laura. And the baby was, what, two pounds, Junior? 2.1 pounds. And he was told he couldn't have a baby until he was purple in the face. And my wife was giving this young man testimony of this man right here. That's in this house. And how he had to make war when the baby hit the ground too. It wasn't no easy road. And I remember when he was in there with the tapes of the prophetic word declaring that baby to live and not die. I remember it. I was there when my brother prophesied it into the earth in that building right over there. And people think you're crazy when he went and got the baby bed and went to thanking God for it. Did he, I told him, I, and I, woo, my wife told him, I said, not only did he have one, he had two. He's got a boy in the ground and got a girl on the earth. Because he had to drink that bitter cup, friend. It didn't look pretty, but he took the cup and he standed on God's promises. And in face of all adversity, he stood the promise and the promise of God's covenant didn't leave him side the road begging for no bread. Real quick, on one more. This is it right here. And I know you, this, you think I ain't playing, but I'm really telling you, this is it. You gonna give me one more, this quick story? Here it comes, last one. I'll make that a promise to you. So I'm gonna skip all these other little pro uh, prophecies and just give you one more. Because I can walk, we can go, here we go. I was taking Kelly's mother, she's 83, and her favorite place to raise pond, fish pond. You ever been there? You hurt yourself. 
Matter of fact, I just remember I ran into Tony and Denise that night, didn't I? When I damaged my car. Yeah. I've traveled the road, road 36 years. I've never hit a crater in the road that sounded like a bomb went off in my life. And it was on the left side of the white line. And I ain't worried about the little old car. I'll, I'll rent a car every two years. I Give me a break. I don't care about the car. I really don't. I like the car because I spend more hours in the car and you do your house. But here's what I'm saying. I was thinking, my kid says, why are you so upset? I said, because some of my friends like Harley Davidson, if they hit that hole, it's going to kill them. And what that's counting is crazy. They should put a cone out there. And while I'm waiting, three other people hit it, damaged their rims, Denali rims, all kind of stuff. I'm standing by the door and I'm writing that name down. I had the sheriff come. I'm in all over it like glue. Long story, skip forward. That's Friday night. I get out there, no problem. The record gets it. Got a friend take me home. There ain't no problem. I got to go somewhere at Monday, St. Simon's. They bring me a brand new car on Saturday. Say, Dan, I'm bringing you a brand new car Saturday morning. I said, well, I appreciate that. I got to go to work Monday. I got to make some money, pay some bills. I need that car. So he bring me a brand new car. Saturday morning, I go get groceries. I stay right here. I stay at the office, wait for my car to get there and did some work on a Saturday. Here come the prophetic gift. I ain't even going looking for it. It come hunting me. Why? Because a cup's full. Cup full of Jesus. Oh, yeah. They call me. Mr. Young, we're down. Would you call? I said, I'll be right there. So I come downstairs, walked out to the asphalt. There's a 19 year old Afro American guy and another Afro American guy. He come out, he come out there. Why'd I say Afro American? Because one of my best friend now. I don't care what skin color y'all. Don't matter to me. I got Cherokee in to me. You don't talk to me about abuse. Come, we can talk about it. About my great grandmama and all that kind of stuff. You don't talk about it. We can get rid. <laughs> I mean, you know, skip me the trip. Let's get love with Jesus. Let's love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Let's just be full of love and mercy. And if we plant love and mercy, we're going to get back love and mercy and grace. Don't you need some grace? I need some grace. I don't need no more judgment. I need grace and mercy. And I'm going to give grace and mercy. Because if I plant grace and mercy, I'm going to get grace and mercy back. So I went downstairs and they're going to give on me again. Boom. Like, oh, there it is. Oh, man, Lord. <laughs> okay, let's go. So I'm looking right here. Come here, Junior. Stand right here for me. I like, I like to have a little prop right here. Right there. There we go. So I'm looking at this man. Come here, Steve. Come here. Hurry. Come this way, y'all. You can see better. Come on, Mr. Junior. Then, then you, you come right here. Stand right here like this. Just stand side of me like this. No, other side. You can go other side. Right here. I'm doing this quick. Going over there. Right there. All right. So for you to see it, it was the other way. But here's a 19-year-old lost sheep right here. He got boots on, been washing cars. He's 19. He's a car washer. Well, guess what? Now he's 19, I was too. A pecan pickup, car washer, anything else I can do to buy groceries, feed them children. Look at me now. But I had to wash the cars, pick up pecans, cut some wood, rake some yards, show myself a worker and diligent. Not despise a small beginning. Do the little things where I can do the big things later on. I got to quit preaching. I said, God's called you to be a great man. So why have you selling for less when I see what's over you and I just skip time and just put him on the ground? And then he's 
weeping. And I said, now this man ain't looking at him. This is the gift of God. We're talking about ascending with the power. We're talking about Jesus ascended and drinking the cup of the power of God now. I said, I ain't looking at this man. I ain't never seen him before in my life. I have a certain he's sitting already looking at him in my peripheral. I said, go ahead and tell this young man how long you've been a prophet and a minister. Because he's okay. Is that too strong a gift? No, it ain't. It's needed in the earth, in the marketplace. He didn't even hesitate. He looked at this man, he said, 13 years, friend. 13 years. Skip forward, me and the prophet put him in the ground, right there. Took him upstairs. I took his boots off with my hands. Y'all can sit down now. Thank you, thank you. Took his boots off with my hands. He had dirty socks when I took his boots off the sand and all hit the ground on my carpet in my office. You think I care? If I had to, I would have kissed the bottom of his foot. And don't tell me I wouldn't because I don't play. Because he knew, like Jesus did, Jesus said, let's all wash your feet. You got no part with me. We better have some spirit of humility. I didn't do the humility for no show. I did it because God said do it to win one for him and the kingdom of God at 19 years old. It's going to make a difference in the kingdom. And, the, and, the, and this guy was the prophet. He walked, he, he walked toward him. I found he's 44 named Lamar Ward. He walked toward him like this in. And he got halfway. The started, guy started wobbling. And he backed up. Later on, asked him, why did you do that? He said, because he had all he could handle. He said, he's going to fall out. And Lamar was a pastor and in the marketplace in Albany, Georgia. John told me I was going to go west. I'm already in business with this man. He's in the west. Yeah, that's right. I too long to get into. But watch this. So, so I'm down there. After we get him saved, sanctified, and full with the Spirit, four hours later, I called the boss lady, and I say, to her, I let her know. I say, look, Karen, here's what happened. And she, I said, go ahead and tell her, because I know we're good. You know who I am, Karen. You know I'm a God man. She said, I know it, Danny. She said, but you've been gone with him four hours. I said, it's worth the soul, ain't it? Go ahead and tell her, son. He's right, Miss Karen. I'm saved. He's right, Miss Karen. I'm saved, Miss Karen. It's the real thing, Miss Karen. I'm saved. He is what he kept saying, crying. I'm saved. Ain't that what it's about? Ain't that what it's about? He's saved. They said when he got back to the dealership, he'd run around and told everybody. You ought to have seen the man told me everything. When I got him up, stood him up, I said, now, I said, the prophet walked to him. He's backed off of him. He said, that man's got another word for you. He looked at me. I thought, well, I don't got no word. Hold on a minute. Let me get one. Oh, yeah, there it is. I said, okay, now, son. I said, tell me this. Tell me about your grandma. He said, she's dead. I said, what was her name? He said, Linda. I said, tell me, what was the last thing she prayed over you with her right hand on your head? And I called big gator tears when they're dropping. Big gator tears when they're dropping on the carpet. I'm talking about big ones. And he said, she said that I was going to be, a, she wanted me and I was going to be a great man. I said, son, ain't that what I told you on last phone? Ain't it what God just told you on the asphalt? Skip real forward real quick. Put him on the ground. 
four hours later, he saved, sanctified, telling everybody like a Samaritan woman, you ought to see the man that told me everything that God was doing right on down to my grandmama and I made me give my heart to Jesus, okay? Man, that's food you can't get somewhere else. That's food that ain't gonna satisfy. That a steak won't do that. Nothing else will satisfy that kind of just Wow. So this guy, Lamar Ward, I'm trying to learn him. I go on the second floor, got me a little, little place I'm trying to get some more room to beat on a body bag. Because I got one at home in my gym. I can't do it because it hurts the mirror. And, I, you know, I like to do that. I like to get up, get that bag, go, mm, like that. You know what I'm talking about? Get yourself in bag. You know what I'm talking about? Like that. <laughs> so I couldn't hit it at home. So I got on the second floor and showed him a little bit, and all of a sudden I just hit it twice, and I was like this. <laughs> Donna knows this. I couldn't even dance MC Hammer because I did it in my office. I mean, can't touch this. I mean, that's another story. <laughs> because this lung been froze three years. My old clinic said it never come back alive, okay? I'm operating, I was operating on one lung. I was operating on one lung right there. I don't know what I'm calling somebody. I don't know who that is. Bagley's over here. You see Bagley calling me, Facebooking me. He FaceTimed me. I'm going to get him. Do you hear that? Bagley just FaceTimed me. I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. Man, you interrupted my sermon. I got five minutes. Yeah, he done it. <laughs> you ought to see him laughing. He done got me all messed up. I can't even finish. Sorry, thing. <laughs> Man. So, so long story short, the guy's leaving. He goes, which lung is it? I said, well, it's this and here. And, and he just, I was standing like this right here. He said, is it, was it that one? I said, yeah. He just. Uh, I didn't think nothing about it. Would you? Not really. And I got a real short. We got a heart monitor. I've been tracking it for three years. I sit down, you know, like this. <laughs> Wait. For to go back down, hit hit the next set, wait and go back down, wait and go down. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't life threatening. It ain't cancer. It ain't killing me. Long story short, two days later, my lung work. And I call him. I call him. I say, Lamar, let me get to the point, friend. You got to give the healing on you. He started laughing. Matter of fact, I do, but I don't like to brag about it, Danny. He said. Uh, your lung working ain't. I said, yeah, matter of fact, this. And I said, well, take me on a trip with your history. He took me on four trips. And I said, that's enough. I said, when are you going to come here and pray for my wife? <laughs> he come over and kill us. I got to go to bed. Y'all still up at two in the morning. I'm going to bed. But I want to end, end this right here and, and, and read what he sent me on December 17th after meeting. He said, hey, Dan, this is this, is this prophet that we going to be great friends, best friends, one of the best friends. Here's way he takes me. Hey, Danny, I have a question. What are the steps becoming a financial advisor? I have my property cash, life and health insurance license, real estate, broker's license. I'm taking classes to get a marketing degree. And me thinking he's a car deliverer. But I've always felt it had to be something better than knocking doors, chasing leads. Could you give me some advice and point me in the right direction? I said, man, I'm going to skip the trip. Call Donna Harold. She'll tell you what to do. He called you, didn't he? Then here's what he said. I talked to Donna. That right there. Wait, Donna. She's one of my staff people. Worth a weight in gold. I'll be glad I get some more gold to give it to her. She deserves it. 
And I ain't joking. She deserves it. She'll say amen to that, won't you, baby? Oh, yeah, she'll say amen to that. I talked to Donna. I have all the details because she's a detailed person. I'm going to walk by faith with you, my friend. I've been fasting. Been what? Fasting. Notice he didn't say I've been praying. I've been fasting since last night. And the Holy Ghost hit me two hours after I got off the phone with you. And I cried like a baby. I've transitioned into a new dimension. Because it's already done. Just move in silence to receive. Then we're going to shout later. Thank you, brother, for thanks for inspiring me to live again. Thanks for giving me an opportunity to vie for my family. I won't let you down. Then I told him about my lung. He texts me back, says, I'm crying again. God is great. Then he texts me back a few couple days later, says, I'm praying again. I'm meditating. I know I ain't officially started yet working, but I'm believing God that over $100 million is coming through the door next year. Don't know where it's coming from, but believing in God that it's coming. He's setting it up in heaven right now, and I'm calling it down in Jesus' name. He says, I hear the Holy Spirit say, it's the year of the comeback kings. How much can you stand, brother? Let's stand. I've done it, 1224. John gave me, he told me I could go 1230. So I took him at his word. Yeah, come on. Here we go. Here, here, here's Miss Bagley. I was going to wait because I was going to do this, you know, just after church or whatever. But it's been confirmed like 47 times throughout the message. So <laughs> this is what I saw over you. Um, we were in a building in Alma called the Sears building, S-E-A-R-S. Well, the Lord spoke to John in prayer one morning on the carpet and said, where are you at? And y'all heard him say this. And he said, I'm in the Sears building. Well, that wasn't, what, that wasn't the answer God wanted. He, he was seeing where he was at. We were in the Sears building, S-E-E-R-S. We were seeing, and I saw that over you this morning. As we finished worship and I sat down, I went into a, a, like a picture, and I saw you walk up in your office to a window, and the Lord says, you're in a Sears building. And you walked up to your office in a window, and you began to gaze out the window, and I saw many men walk up to the various windows and join you side by side, shoulder to shoulder and gaze and, and they were on different levels in the building and they were on the same level and different levels up and down and they began to walk up to the window and one by one I began to see those windows be filled um, and you were shoulder to shoulder and you were gazing out the window and you didn't say anything and they didn't say anything or look at you. They simply gazed and I heard that they were gazing where you were looking and because you looked and saw a thing and didn't look away, there are are many, many who are beside you, behind you, all around you, coming to the window and seeing because you were willing to see, to gaze, and to look. Even when you didn't see, you looked. And building that building in, in this city is prophetic. You begin to see out that window, and you begin to see a thing as it was in the heavenlies. And though many around you didn't see it, and though many said we are in a downcast, lowly place, because you saw it, it was brought into this place in that time. And I want to tell us that this is for us in this season, in this time. Who are you standing shoulder to shoulder, side by side with as you gaze into heavenly places? Are we willing
looking for the more? Are we willing to say, you know what? I've said I want the more. I've said it. I believed it, Lord. But are we going to turn around and walk away from the window? Or are we going to continue to gaze out the window and to see a thing even though we don't see it? Are we going to be- begin to keep on prophesying even though we haven't seen it? Are we going to keep on keeping on and keep looking because the Father says this morning, see a thing as though it were there. See it as though it were there. And that I am pleased with. And that I will manifest heaven on. Don't let it don't let that bother you if you're not used to it. That's just a where I got baptized in the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2 in another language. Mine just had to be ending. Okay. Let's do this real quick in closing. If you, if you want to accept Christ, I can't preach about Jesus and not give you a little, little gap in here. If you're not saved, sanctified, filled with the Spirit with Jesus and you ain't give your life to him, I'm going to give you a little chance right here. Junior, come stand right here. Here's the man of God right there. Go, his wife too. Stand with him if you don't mind. Steve over there. I'm just saying, we're going to close it, and we, but I'm going to give it a chance right now. Right there. Steve, over the corner over here. Uh-huh. Right there. Over here. These are all godly people. Right here. I don't care what you want prayer for, but hey, look here. If you ain't got salvation and you need to rededicate your life and you're away from God and you're wondering and you're out there away astray, you're astray, it's time to get home. It's as good a day as any to live. It's as good a day as day as any to give your heart to Jesus and live. I said it's as good a day as any to give your heart to Jesus and live. It's as good a day as any to live. The world says it's a good day to die. I'm telling you, it's as good a day as any to eternal life, to live. Good a day as any. So by your head, let's pray. Lord, give them the courage. Let them have the courage if they're supposed to rededicate their life and give it to Jesus. Did they come down here and good a day is in it to give eternal life and live. Good a day is in it to get on this journey and turn away from the worldly way and turn to Jesus. And we guess right now, Lord, we bind any spirit that will hold them back and loose the spirit of God upon them in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, if you come on. That's right. Come on. We got a whole family coming. Come on. Come on. Come on. Right there, baby. Right there, baby. Right there, baby. Give it to God, baby. Come on, right there, baby. Come on. That's a good a day. Is a good a day is in it. Good a day is in it to live. Good a day is in it to live. Go ahead, baby. Give it to him. Come on.
Come on, look at these youngest. Come. Give your heart. Come on. Go ahead. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. Uh-huh. Anybody else? Good a day as any. Don't you love it when you see one broken coming home to Jesus like that? And brought the whole family with him? Man, that was worth it right there just like this. We want to beat yourself like this. That was worth it right now. There's a party going on in heaven. I mean a party. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Woo! That ain't even... Come on. You dismissed. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to this message. For more exciting content, visit our website at sparkswillfly.cc and connect with us on social media.